careful about her. She is obedient to the Spirit. So it's one thing to hear God. It's another thing to say, God, whatever you ask me to do, I will do. And I will do, I will stop everything I'm doing to do it right now. And that's just, um, it's contagious. It's infectious. So the second I met her, I was like, that woman right there, she got it going on. I want some of that, you know. So um, it's an honor to be here. Please put your hands together and welcome Miss Adrienne Young. We call her a Y. My sister, my friend, I love her, and, and, and I was excited. I've been telling everyone this is going to be amazing. You don't want to miss it just because I know you and I know your spirit. But she said, uh-uh, this is a, I know y'all's Bible studies are cute, but this is going to be different. This is going to be different. So do your thing. Praise the Lord. Listen, I want you to ask yourself, what did you have to go through to get here today? Even online, what did you have to go through to steal this hour? Think about it. Think about what you had to go through. I literally had to give up going to visit a college. I had to leave work. I had to make sure that my children's lunch were packed. Come on. I'm giving up my lunch. So think about what you had to go through to get here. So don't waste this time. Because when I say God is meeting us here, he is meeting us here today on purpose. And today we're going to talk about how your preparation and your opportunity equals purpose. How your preparation and your opportunity equals purpose. Welcome. Now, what I want you not to do is don't take notes on everything I say. I want you to take notes on what God is going to drop into your spirit. Because there's going to be some things I say that register with you that is not exactly is what I said. So don't worry about tweeting it out perfectly. Don't worry about what exactly this you say. I want you to take notes and register with yourself what God is speaking to you at this moment. So who in here has a personal growth plan? Who online has a personal growth plan? Diamond does. You do. You do. When I say personal growth plan, that means something that you intentionally do every day for about an hour to grow yourself. When you take an hour out, and as women, it's hard to do that. Can we be honest? We feel very guilty, very guilty about taking time out of our day to grow ourselves. But before you leave today, I'm going to give you some awesome tips on how when you intentionally pursue growth, it uncovers your purpose. When you intentionally pursue growth, it uncovers your purpose. So let's go to my favorite girl in the Bible, Esther. Esther is my girl. So if you have your Bibles online, if you have, don't worry about it. We're going to read a couple of scriptures. But Esther is my girl because she is purpose. Let's give a background. Everybody knows who she was. Her cousin was Mordecai. Uh, both her parents were deceased, and Mordecai raised her as his own daughter, and she was part of the exile Jews. We all know that. They've been in exile. So when you read Jeremiah 29:11, know that Jeremiah was writing to those in Esther when he said, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, plans not to harm you, to give you a future and expect it in. He was talking to Esther. He was talking to Mordecai in the midst of chaos. So she was placed in Haggai's care, after she got all her dolled up. You know what? Let me just say this. It's okay to look good, ladies, because that paid off for Esther. Just think about it. She was absolutely gorgeous, and so when this opportunity came to be looked as a wife for the king, immediately she was put into the reign of this beauty pageant, and she was placed in the care of Haggai. Now, this guy says in Esther 2 and 9, she pleased him and won his favor. And immediately he provided her with beauty treatment and special food. He assigned her 
seven female attendants selected from the king's palace and moved her and her attendees to the best place in the harem. So she pleased him. She got favor, and immediately he gave her special food, assigned seven, which is complete made to her, and moved her where to the best place. So tell your sisters, favor ain't fair. Favor is not fair, but every last one of us has it. We all have the favor that we need. So the first part is preparation. Preparation. Esther 2 and 12 says, before a young woman can turn and to go into King Xerxes, she has to complete 12 months of beauty treatments prescribed for the women, six months of oil, which causes the anointing, and six with perfumes and cosmetics. Our entire year long of preparation. And many of us women, when we walk something God has told us, we don't want to wait that long. We're the right now generation. I want to right now give it to you right now, Lord. Michael, it and send it to me. But this is the crop pot, year-long preparation that she had to go through. So this is a life application for you. Today, I want you to implement a year-long growth plan, a year-long growth plan, where you're going to take a look at your calendar for the next 12 months and rework your calendar so you have an appointment with yourself for one hour a day, five days a week, 50 weeks a year, I give you Christmas off, to where you personally grow yourself. And you're going to say, you know what, I don't have time for that. I don't have an hour. You probably don't, but we're going to do it anyway. you got to get creative with your time, ladies. How much time do you spend in your car? At least 20 to 30 minutes. That's when you pop on auto, you put a podcast on, and you start feeding yourself books that will help you. How much time do we spend getting ready in the morning? That's when you can use that time to sow into yourself and figure out what is it that God is calling me to do. In addition to that, you can do things like this. Give up an hour of your lunch. Get up early. Go to bed late. Invest more time in the weekend. He imagined if you took the whole next year and focus on yourself, where will you be a year from now? He imagined what God would do in your life if you spent a year preparing for your purpose. Can you imagine how much you're not going to grow? I'm telling you, whoever you're attached to is going to grow, your family, your friends. He imagined if you have children that you're a better mom, a better wife, a better business owner. Take a year. It's just a year to prepare yourself for what God has for you. Can you do that? It's going to be difficult. You're going to be like, I, I don't. I don't have time for that. But you don't. You don't have time not to do that because there's so many people waiting on you to get in line for your purpose. She is shaking her head like, yes. You know how many people are waiting on you? How many, can you imagine if Jay didn't do stolen lunches? Where would we be? Where would we be if we not did what we were called to do because we hadn't prepared for it? So after preparation, somebody say opportunity. Opportunity. Esther 2.13 says, when it was time for her to go to the king's palace, she was given her choice of whatever clothing or jewelry she wanted to take from the harem. So Esther 2.15 says, when the term came for Esther, she asked nothing but other than what Haggai told her to. If you look at the A clause of both those, there's four key words for those. When it was time, 
when the turn came. When it was time, when the turn came. It's your time. It's your turn. It's your time. It's your turn. It's your time, and when it's your turn, you will always be prepared for the opportunity. That's why it's so intentional that you grow yourself because when the time comes and when it's your turn, you can't be getting ready. You need to already be ready. If you are looking for a job, it's not time for you to think about, oh, let me get my resume together. I got Get it together today because when the opportunity comes, you don't want to miss it because you didn't prepare for it. So when it's your turn and when it's your time, that's when opportunity shows up. So here's another life application. For every one hour of interaction you are with somebody, spend two hours of preparation. For every one hour of interaction with somebody, spend two hours of preparation. When you get to stand before the king, you don't have time to be thinking of questions at that moment. You need to go ahead and be prepared for those opportunities when they come. And then spend two hours in reflection for every hour of interaction. Spend two hours in reflection for every hour of interaction. I am so guilty of this. I am guilty of having my notebook full of notes, conferences we went to, professional development opportunities, sitting here and stolen lunches, just taking notes like crazy, and I go home and don't look at it ever again. How many of you are guilty of that? How many online are guilty of that? We tweet it out. We post it. We don't do anything with it. But it's so key that you spend hours reflecting on what you got today. Don't just go home and close it up and think, oh, that was a great Bible study. Oh, that was a great conference I attended. This is the time for you to chew on and digest what you got because I'm telling you, when you intentionally do that, God will speak to you about the next step. But he cannot speak to you if you haven't taken time to hear from him. So reflection is important. Evaluating what you just got is so important. The second part to that, what Esther did, was she said she asked for nothing other than what Haggai told her. And then it goes on to say Esther was still following Mordecai's directions just as she did when she lived in the home. So my question to you, who are you listening to? Who are you allowing to speak into your life? Who has God assigned to fulfill your purpose? There is a Mordecai and there is a Haggai waiting to speak into your life to give you direction before you be obedient. Will you be the one to obey even if it doesn't make sense? Mordecai told Esther, do tell them where you're from. Haggai said, don't go in there and get all this other stuff. Get this. And she was obedient, and it worked into her favor. So here's another life application. If you have a potential mentor, you are responsible for a couple things. You better possess a teachable spirit. Keep a teachable spirit. Don't act like you know anything. When the Bible says lean not into your own understanding, he really means that. Possess a teachable spirit. Always be prepared for the time you get with your mentor. Their time is precious. Always be prepared for it. Set the agenda by asking great questions. Have your questions prepared. And demonstrate what you've learned together. Now, this is powerful. This is powerful. 
accountable for what you learn. This is what you do. You say, here's what I asked. Here's what you shared. Here's what I did. Now can I ask more questions? So when you go to your mentor, you say, okay, this is what I asked of you, and this is what you shared for me to do. Here's what I did. Can I ask more questions? That mentor is going to say, absolutely, because you have not wasted your time and you haven't wasted their time. So somebody said, opportunity. So after preparation and after opportunity, here comes purpose. Here comes purpose. Up until this point, Esther has not revealed who she was. She was being obedient to Mordecai. Now, Mordecai was a palace official. We all know that. And then the wonderful Haman was promoted to be one of the highest positions in the kingdom. And so what he wanted people to do, anytime that you were in his presence, you had to bow down to him. But Mordecai would not bow down to him, and we know why, because he worshipped a true God, and he was not about to worship a person. So as a matter of fact, so Haman was like, okay, you're not going to worship me. This is what he says. This is word for word. When Haman saw that Mordecai would not bow down or show him respect. He was filled with rage. He had learned of Mordecai's nationality, so he decided it was enough to lay hands on Mordecai alone. Instead, he looked for a way to destroy all the Jews throughout the kingdom. Got the permission to do so. We know what happens next to Mordecai and the Jews. They tear their clothes and weeping and washing and in the nail their teeth, and Queen Esther, his when she hears about it, she doesn't know the full story. They just tell her, your, your, your dad outside of the gate is naked, just acting crazy. So what she do? She sent him clothes because that's what you do. You cover up the, the, the problem. You don't address it, right? You just put a Band-Aid on it, and you go with the surface level anointing, and you do not tap into what the people truly need. So she took clothes to him. And they were like, uh-uh, you, you don't get it. It's, it's bigger than that. He was like, Esther, I really need you to go before the king because we are about to be slaughtered. And she says, uh-uh, you don't understand. If I'm not summoned, I haven't been summoned in 30 days. In other words, I'm not equipped to do that. I can't handle that. That's not my assignment. I'm here to be the queen. I'm here to be beautiful and sit and look pretty. That's why I went to a whole long of preparation. It's for me to be beautiful and sit and be all nice and lovely and not do anything with anointing and the purpose that God has called for my life. But we know that's not true. You didn't go through all you went through to get here today just to sit and pretty look good and just drink coffee. You didn't go through a whole day long. Just think about what you did over the last year just to sit and watch Netflix and beings like me on The Walking Dead. You've been through too much. You've been through too much. But he was like, listen, Esther, let me just tell you something. Just because you're the queen don't mean you get slaughtered either. And if you don't do what God has called you to do, he'll get somebody else, and we'll all go down. But what if God made you a queen for such a time as this? What if your purpose, and going through a whole year of preparation, what if your purpose and looking beautiful, what if your purpose and getting favor with everybody was just for this moment? And that's what God is saying. Nothing with God is wasted. Nothing with God is wasted. Being put in exile is not wasted. Being set before the king was not wasted. And seven maids assigned to her was not wasted. Because what the devil meant for evil, y'all, God is using it to bless. So here she is. She decides 
put a big girl panties on, fast for three days with her maids, and took a bold step of faith. And what I love about it, she, I really truly believe that this was her purpose. Because when purpose and passion comes together, it's amazing. And I truly believe that God put a passion in her people for her. Her passion, her heart was for her people. To the point she said, if I die doing this, who cares? If I perish, I perish. That's some serious purpose. Where you're willing to lay down your life to do what God calls you to do. When you're willing to give up every free you've gotten, every experience to do what God has called you to do. And we know how the story ends. We know that she went before the king, and he literally said, I will give you up to half the kingdom, y'all. She was bad. She had to be bad. And they're like, what do you want to give you up to half the kingdom? And he gave her way above what she asked. But what we don't talk about a lot in Esther is if you go to chapter 8, Mordecai wrote a letter and asked for a festival to be put in traditionally where they would celebrate what God would do. And Esther wrote a letter to Mordecai, and the king approved it. And this is what happened. When they did this letter, he said to them, this is for generation to generation. It's celebrated by every family. In other words, that purpose was bigger than her. It wasn't just about the Jews being saved. It was about God's name being on their lips, generation after generation, celebrated by every family. So your purpose is not just for you. And so it really is not about you. It's to leave a lasting legacy for those who are assigned to you. But you might be saying, I really don't know my purpose. I really don't know why I'm here. So I have a couple questions for you. Do you like what you're doing now? Do you really like what you're doing right now? If not, what would you like to do? What's your passion? What's the passion factor? What is it that keeps you up at night? What is it that if something is not done about it, it will irk you to no end? Can you do what you like to do? It's not enough to be able to want to sing if you can't sing. Hello, American Idol. These people. You've got to have some type of anointing and natural talent for this. Do you know why you want to do what you want to do? Motives matter. Motives matter. Your vision will become clear only when you look into your heart. Who looks outside dreams? Who looks inside awakens? Who looks outside dreams? But who looks inside Awakens. That's called young, by the way. Do you know what to do so you can do what you want to do? There's four things, four A's. I'm going to write these down. I'm going to say these real quickly. Awareness. Awareness. If you want to get from where you are to where you want to be, you have to start by becoming aware of the choices that lead you away from your desired distractions. Well, if you're making decisions not leading you to where you want to go, stop doing them. That's just really simple. If you feel yourself on Facebook scrolling so much and Instagram and you're looking at everybody else's life and not living yours, that's a distraction for the destination that God has for you. 
So awareness, action. You cannot win if you don't begin. You cannot win if you don't begin. If you're like me and Latasha, we have the perfection spirit. When we feel like we have to have the best way before we decide where to go. God said, I, I, don't, I don't work in that. He wants you to take a step. He said, My, your steps are ordered by the Lord, not your path. You don't have to see everything. Just take the next step, and he'll show you the next way. But you've got to begin. I'm guilty of this. Even coming here, there's three different ways. You know how your app, you pull up in GPS, and they say, you know, this route, this. I literally sent my car, let me see, what's the best way? Guys, would you just please go? <laughs> Get in your car and go, and, and gratefully, it'll reroute you. If you go on a thank you, Jesus, for GPS, the Holy Spirit will reroute you if you're going the wrong way. Just go. You don't have to have everything together. You don't have to have the best website. You don't have to have your business card has to be in. Just do it. Nike was right. Just do it. Why? Because the people are waiting on you, and they don't care about your business card. They don't care about your website. They want you. They want the anointing. They want the gifts and the talents you have. They could care less what your email address is. They could care less if you have the latest technology. Just do it. Was that for you, Diamond? I praise the Lord. I felt that because you stand at me like she get on my toe one more time. The next A is accountability. Make your goals public. Now, this is scary. But make them public because telling others about what you intend to do puts pressure on you to take action. I got some accountability partners in here to get on my nerves. Jay and Latasha texted, what's your goals for this week? Have you set your goals? Wait, A.Y., I hadn't heard from you. I'm like, y'all get on my nerves. It's because I, we publicly keep each other accountable and we tell each other what we want to do. Otherwise, you're not accountable. Please don't get somebody and say, oh, I know, girl, I know how it is. You're tired. You got to watch The Walking Dead. She was on me last night. I know you watched The Walking Dead, but when you finish, <laughs> you need some hardcore accountability partners who are going to challenge you, who are going to get on your nerves, because we need you. We need you. Last one, attraction. If you want to be around growing people, be a growing person. It might be that you may say it one more time. <laughs> if you want to be around growing people, become a growing person. If you want to be around committed people, attract people who are committed. If not, cut them from your circle. I am being very raw about that. We do not have time. We don't have time. You can embrace them, give them a hug. I love you with the love of the Lord, but you have got to, in this season, to be prepared for what God has already prepared for you. You know somebody who likes what you want to do what you do. If you know somebody who does what you want to do, even if you can't get face-to-face -face with that person, if they have a book, read their book. If they have a podcast, listen to their podcast. But if you can get in front of that person, be willing to pay the price. Pay some, I, I'm telling you right now, if Priscilla Shira would let me spend an hour with her, I'd pay her just to sit at her feet because I so love who she is because of who she is as a wife, a mother, and a Bible teacher. Are you willing to pay the price for somebody's time? Research those people. Don't let them become an idol in your life. Because God is first. 
But at the same time, if you could spend time with somebody who's doing what you're doing and they're doing it with excellence, hello, you don't want any old Joe. You want somebody who's doing excellence, take the time to do it with them. And lastly, I want you to imagine what would it be like if you were doing what you were called to do? What would it feel like? I mean, think about it. Envision yourself. You can take time doing that with your personal growth. Imagine yourself doing what God has called you to do daily. And I'm going to end with this. If there was ever a time to dare to make a difference, to embark on something worth doing, it is now. Not for any grand cause necessarily, but for something that tugs at your heart, something that's your aspiration, something that's your dream. You owe it to yourself to make your days here count. Have fun. Dig deep. Stretch. Dream big. Know, though, that things worth doing seldom come easy. There will be good days and there will be bad days. There will be times when you want to turn around, pack it up, and call it quits. Those times tell you that you are pushing yourself, that you're not afraid to try by learning. So, ladies, I just want to say preparation plus opportunity equals purpose. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Come on, Jay. Thank you, AY. Now here's the time where y'all get to talk. I, I, there's a quote that I saw. I do not know the author of this, but it is amazing. Um, Ty and I were looking at it yesterday. Do not ever give up on something that you cannot go a day without thinking about. Do not ever give up on something. As hard as you sometimes try to argue with God and say, who, me? I can't do that. God, you are tripping. That's what I say. That's how I talk to him. You are tripping. I'm not doing that. But yet again, tomorrow morning, it's still, in, it's still in the pit of your stomach as much as you try to fight it. And then, you know, you start to get sick about it sometimes too, so sick that it even moves you out of your seat. Do not give up on something that you cannot go a day without thinking about. So at this time, anyone who's watching, I want you to share this as well. Anyone who is on the call, just kind of send a little email to yourself. But I want, I want the microphone to go around because you mentioned accountability partners. We need to make it public, okay? And so I want to go around, and I want you to share. Look, Kiana's already looking down. I want you to share what is that thing that God is calling you to do. Again, it's not even about us, as you said. It's not even about you. It is about the people that God has already assigned to come into your life for you to do a work in them. So today, I want you to say it out of your mouth. If you haven't for the first time, say it today, and then share with us briefly what does it look like when you do tap into that. Because I think so many times, and, and you hit that, so many times it's so easy for us to think about why we're not going to do it. I'm not going to do it because I don't have the money, because I can't leave my job, because I got kids, because I the, the long list of why you can't. But I want us just for a second to think about, well, what if I did do what God is calling me to do? What would that look like? What would that be like? And just for us to just say it, you know. Um, we have a few minutes, so if you can, just keep it brief, keep it short. But if you are online, type it in, write it in, because we're, we're talking about being accountable right now. And the second you say it, that pressure, you already start to feel it. The pressure starts to mount. We'll start with you, Monica. Oh, great. <laughs> be short, be short. Okay. Well, briefly, um, God has placed in my heart to train inmates coming out, giving them some new skills, 
And what that looks like when it's fulfilled is that they're changing lives, making different decisions, better choices. So that's what, you know, I've got to be accountable for. Thank you, Monica. Diamond, what's your purpose? What's your purpose? That's good. I was hoping the mic didn't come this way first. You know what? I just was talking to my husband about this last night, and that's why what you said kind of spoke to me, like, get that website out there. We are debating about this website. Um, but I think my purpose is just to continue to be inspiring to others, just, you know, working out of my true gifts and really understanding what my true gifts So being a true student of myself so that I continue to inspire and other people. So I'm still working in my <laughs> Okay. Um, so, <laughs> they're laughing at me because they know I do not like to speak publicly. <laughs> but um, my husband and I were actually just talking about this this week, and um, I know God works in mysterious ways, right? Um, so my pur- what um, my purpose is, I know I'm supposed to be an event planner. I know that I'm su- – yes, I am an event planner. I help people with the details of their events so that they can focus on what they do. So I know that's, you know, I'm, I'm all into the details. I know that's what I'm supposed to be doing. But God spoke to me um, shortly ago, and he said that it's deeper than that, though. So I would shy away from weddings. I didn't really want to do weddings. But God is saying, I'm calling you to plan the weddings, but not only plan the wedding, but to strengthen the bride and the, the couple as they're going into their marriage. So it's not really about the wedding. Yes, you're helping them with that but it's also about the marriage. So you're helping them plan the wedding and the marriage. So I don't know what that looks like yet. (laughs) Um, I feel like I'm living my purpose. I love helping people. Um, I think spending this hour each day for myself will really help me um, to prepare to help people more. Uh, I think my number one purpose is to guide people towards the Lord. So whenever I can talk about God or bring him up, I'm like, yes, here I go. And um, that's all I enjoy doing. Yeah, I got to give you that. Someone says I'm walking in my purpose. That's a special thing. Okay. I feel like I'm well on my way to my purpose. I'm kind of like in a transition right now trying to get back into law school and finish that. But I really, really feel like, part of that purpose for me is just going to help kind of design a platform where I'll be able to influence a lot of just change like within the communities and just really, you know, have that kind of impact to just affect laws and and things like that. So that's just really where my journey is at right now, just trying to get in and finish that. I'm a mental health therapist, but I'm transitioning. Like, God is calling me to do more so advocacy. In my private practice, I've learned that, you know, most of when we think about mental illness, we think about people who are, like, psychotic. But I've recently seen a jump in professional people. Like, I have some doctors. I have a surgeon. And they're coming to me, and it's like, why won't you talk about it? And they don't. So now I want to take that bridge, and I don't know how yet, but take that bridge to help professional people talk about, I have a mental illness, I'm depressed, I have anxiety. So I'm just looking for a transition with how to do that. (laughs) 
I, my whole desire, in addition to being a wife and a mother, which I absolutely love doing, is to do this, to teach women um, about their purpose and what God has called them and empower them to do it and be unapologetically Christian in the midst of it. And don't be afraid to be who God has called you to do, wherever it is in that trade. You can still reflect Christ to the world and not even have to say, I'm a Christian. So that's what I want to do. I want to teach women of God how to love, live, and live on purpose with purpose. You are definitely doing that. You are doing that. Tyler, what you got? Hey, y'all. Um, my biggest aspiration in life is to be a TV writer. So really quickly, I left my job last year to pursue this full time. It seems like I write for everyone else except for myself. And so now God has placed me um, in so many, like, phenomenal people in the industry. And then, like, you were just talking about preparation and purpose. And I get in front of them, and God's like, I told you to write the other night. You were eating them potato chips. What you doing? You know? <laughs> but um, it, it's just beautiful. Every time I do write, um, it, it gets a little stressful, but I always feel better once I get it off my chest. And I know that it's my purpose when I get an email and someone says, just you being yourself is helping me grow into me. And it's pressure. That's a lot of pressure, but it's so it's so easy to tell people to be yourself. But I know there's probably someone in here, like your your heart is probably beating out of your chest right now. You know, to talk in front of other people. So I try to be that person where you can be comfortable in my space, and I try to use my words to uplift. So that is my goal. Hey, hey. Um, I would kind of say that I'm not really sure where I'm at. You know, um, I love my job. I work for the city. I get to come in contact with people every day. So I love that. But I know that God is pulling me somewhere else. I know that there is something inside of me, the grooming piece. Um, A friend of mine just texted me the other day. She was like, when you make those Facebook Live posts, I know you be getting in your feelings because you be like, I don't want to say this, but God is just pulling me and stirring up my prophetic gifts in such a way that it's sometimes very scary because I don't want to tell people this stuff because I am an accountable person. So when he tells me to say something, I'm like, God, I don't want to say that because they're going to be looking to see if I'm going to be, they're going to hold me. He's like, no, I need you to say it. So he used an analogy yesterday of being on the outer court when you're in prayer, the difference of being on the outer court versus being on the inner court. And he had me to use diamond direct. So a lot of people think that when they go in diamonds direct, the first set of diamonds that you see are the real diamonds. They're not. It's actually cubic zirconia. You have to ask to gain access to the real diamonds. So just in that place, like that place, that place right there is just, it's, it's, I know that it's something inside. I know that it's ministry for women. I know that he's just pulling me, but it's just a fearful place of not really knowing. You want to, all I want to do, you know, that perfect thing that they posted today is really me because I want to be perfect in God's sight. I want to make the right decisions. I want to handle people with care because I know what it's like to be broken and people not take the time to really understand you. So it's just a lot going on. So full of a lot, just just a lot. (laughs) And we're feeling it. We're feeling it. We're feeling it. Mm -hmm. Okay, Shanique, so I'm here for you. Praise the Lord. 
because I um this is oh it is a season for the prophetic gift to manifest. And so this is the time where you need to be so much in the presence of God that he can do downloads for you. You've not been waking up at 2 or 3 and 4 o'clock in the morning for nothing. Divine downloads happen when it's quiet. So don't you turn over. You get up and you go to that quiet place and you sit in the presence of God. And you ask for the Holy Spirit to download everything thing that you need to do to speak to somebody. And when you open your mouth to speak, it'll be the very words of God. God is calling prophets to pour into people like never before in this season. Open your mouth and speak. If it's to every last one of these women, you better say it. Because then you're held accountable to Christ. And you don't want to stand before him and he said, you didn't tell her what I said. And because of that, she didn't do what she was called to do. Practice being in the presence of God while you're washing dishes, doing the laundry, the mundane things. You think it's mundane? No, that's God. He would download so many things into you. Women are waiting on you. Open your mouth and be obedient. Be obedient. I'm going to share something with you that a prophet just literally, I was watching it coming down the road today. About when people believe the prophet, they prosper. Don't you hold up people's prosperity and blessings. You speak the word and you leave the results up to God. Whether or not they receive it, that's up to them. But what God has called you to do, you got to do or you're going to bust. Amen. Praise God. Ooh, that was for me too. Thank you. <laughs> you know, a lot of people know my story. Um, you know, for the last year and a half, uh, I haven't been working. But you know what? I've been in preparation. And I feel it so strong right now. I know God is working. I'm in the communications field, and I am communicating, and I feel so good. And and I just know uh, that my 20-plus years in radio broadcasting is not going to the wayside, that there are so many other things that I'm using this knowledge to you to do, other bigger and better things. And I know that he is revealing so many things day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute. That hour a day, I've been doing that. That is my preparation. And I love that's where I hear God speaking to me and telling me, you know, my time is coming. Things are happening. And it is happening. New things are unfolding. And I just, I just feel it in my spirit. Hello. I'm Marlene. And um, I know that I'm, I'm, I have a prophetic gift. And I'm also called to pray for people. Um, one thing that I really love to do is, anybody knows me, I love to travel. Um, recently, I was in Jamaica a few months ago, and um, the place where I was staying, um, someone got sick, and they summoned me to come and pray for her in the middle of the night. And I just prayed over her. I declared that her health was 100%. The lady had literally fallen out, and I prayed over her, and she got up off the floor. And we just started praising God. But I know that I'm called to pray for people because people call me all the time. And they say, I want you to pray for me. I need you to pray for me. You've prayed for me before. I've gotten results within days. So I know that that's one of my gifts. You talk about a year. Uh, Effectively, today, I have been retired one year. One year. 
So you talk about preparation, and I understand that this past year was definitely preparation. My goal really is to grow in wisdom and to grow into the knowledge and the presence of God. I'm reading a book. I want to share it with you. It's called The Knowledge of the Holy. And really understanding, because we can't completely understand who God is, but this book is awesome because it helps you to see the eternal God and the awesomeness of God, the sovereignty, the holiness of God, and it puts you in a place of total surrender and total humility. So it helps me because I'm writing books. I've already written books, but uh, my goal is to minister and to continue to inspire and encourage two demographics, people my age, women my age, you know, where we are right now. I'm 65. That's an interesting place to be. Uh, And then the likes of you, women, you know, the likes of you uh, who are much younger than me, but the things that I've experienced and been through, God is telling me, okay, that wasn't for you, darling. As you said, it's for, for others. So that's where I am, just getting myself prepared. Okay. I don't know. Um, most of y'all know I sell real estate. So why do I do that? I enjoy helping people. Like, I'm tied to the end result. Like, it gives me joy on the inside. Even if you've done this before, it, I just get joy when I see somebody accomplish their dream of owning a home. But I don't know if I'm being led. Well, I think I'm being led because Minister Butler preached about this a couple months ago. Um, what would you do if, you know, money wasn't an issue, if anything wasn't an issue? And I've really been thinking about I'm tied to dreams. So I get joy on the inside when somebody achieves their dreams. Like, I mean, true joy. I love entrepreneurs. Like, I love what you're spending tired doing. Like, I get excited about it. Um, so that's one thing that I believe he's in some way navigating me to, to move into that direction, um, managing people's dreams or their careers. Um, the other part that's more touchable is I've just been in a broken place, like a broken spirit, and I've been thinking like, okay, I'm fighting for my life right now, and God's here. I know he's here. And um, believing that with everything I'm going through, that it's for somebody and that I'm going to teach somebody how I made it through, even though I may not see the way right now. But I'm literally fighting. Every day I wake up, I'm fighting to be here. I'm like, I know he has a purpose. So at some point, you know, I'm going to make it through and be able to give back um, what all of y'all have kind of poured into me to help me get through. And I, um, I am living in my purpose right here, right now. It took a couple. It took a long time to get here. Um, I was working with Tyler at the news station, and very, very, very depressed because just like you, Shanique, the pull makes you sick. When you feel like I know I'm in this place, but God is pulling me somewhere else. I don't know where that is. How I'm going to get there? And it's it's dark and depressing, and it um you can you get sick. You know, you feel the way I would describe it is suffocating. You can't breathe. But God is doing something in you. He's stirring you up and getting you ready. So I urge any woman right now, if you feel like you're not necessarily in your purpose yet, I I urge you to relook at your situation because you are walking in your purpose right now. You're taking baby steps to get there. 
we'll look at your current day-to-day. You know, you're not exactly there yet, but you are taking baby steps to get there. And it took me until I got out of it to look back to be like, God was preparing me the entire time, the entire time. So even though I felt like, yeah, I wasn't, Bible studies were not happening just yet, uh, he, was, he was working on me, you know. He was working on my gratefulness. He was working on teaching me that it's not about me. He was working on teaching me to be a blessing in anything that I have, anywhere that I am, you know. So he was taking me through these different stages. So just, I just urge you to relook at your situation and understand that you are walking in your purpose. That was a great story that you gave, A.Y., when you said your GPS. You know, you have so many different ways to get there. And the beautiful part is none of us ever take the straight way. We all get veered off, you know, but you're going to get back onto the path of your destiny. You will always veer back on, you know. Some of us take the road less traveled. (laughs) Some of us choose to go the hard route, but you will always be rerouted back to what God has called you and lined you up to do so. Now, what I want you to notice, just look around the room real quickly. Whenever you see these ladies out and about, you are officially an accountability partner to step up to her and say, where are you with your event planning? And not even just an event planner, but where are you with the women that you are working with and preparing them for their marriage? You know, where are you guys? So where are you with praying and what are we doing? What are we doing with real estate? So I I just want you, I encourage you to just, it's a different type of conversation when you see each other out and about in Charlotte. And even for anyone who's posted comments, Ty, did you see comments pop up of people sharing? Okay. There's some prayer requests online. Okay. All righty. All right. Felicia Yates and Cassandra Brooks asking for prayer for God to lead them to walk into their purpose. So that's what we're going to pray about today. Um, uh, ladies, just some homework assignments. You know, I will send out the newsletter probably later on this evening. So going over and, and just kind of going over the notes that AY submitted us today. I encourage you to share them with anyone in your family, any of your girlfriends, friends that need this, uh, just this material when it comes to them walking in their own purpose too. You know, like you said, preparation. Can be prepared. We just talked about that, um, what was it, last week, talked about preparation, you know, and what God's calling you to do. Um, but then I always like to lead with, end with this. Let me see what time it is. All right, we have like two minutes. I'm just going to, one person from each table. What are you grateful for? Give me three things that you're grateful for right here and right now. When you got ladies leave and you're driving away, you guys are at your job, I want you to really truly say what are you grateful for at this moment. That is one key to staying in tune with God. That is one key. That is a secret. They talk about the secret of happiness. Secret of happiness is really truly when you can sit there and find gratefulness in any situation, even as depressed as you are, even as dark as things may seem, as grim as life looks, when you can still say, God, I am grateful for this and this and this and this and this. So just one person from this table. My family, the people that love me, the laughter that I experience every day, and my health. Over. All right, someone from this table. <laughs> definitely grateful for my family, my new grandbaby. I just love him. Uh, definitely grateful for God speaking to me and, and knowing what my purpose is and just leading me. And um, grateful for finding a, a new church that is really feeding my soul. I am grateful for the women 
that I've been connecting with, especially you and your vision. Like, you don't know, I was really excited to come today. And I'm grateful for the joy that's on the inside of my son. Um, That is motivation for me. It really is, even when I don't feel it. I'm grateful for it. You see how that automatically just changes the atmosphere? So I encourage you, ladies, you get in the car, just speak it, the things that you're grateful for. Just uh, does it. All right, prayer requests. So you did say online we have to make sure, yeah, we have to make sure we talk about any prayer requests really quickly in this room that we need to pray for. So I think we're just going to close out in prayer. You already know. Touch your sister. Touch somebody. Your own line. Touch yourself. <laughs> touch somebody in the cubicle. Father, we lift you up and we bless your holy name. You are great and greatly to be praised, and we thank you for how you sat down with us today and taught us from the word of God to know that when we prepare an opportunity comes, purpose will so come forth. And I lift up Felicia and Cassandra to you who just truly wants to know why is it that you put them on this earth? What is their purpose? And I pray, God, they take quiet time to listen and hear your voice after what it is you've called them to do. We bless every woman watching online, everyone calling in, and every woman in this room. And we thank you, God, for calling us for such a time as this. We bless your holy name. We thank you, God, for what you're going to do through us, God. Thank you for everything we've gone through. Thank you for what we're going through. And thank you, God, that we will get through all that we go through. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, don't hang up yet.